Welcome to Face Your Faith with West Kenyon. It is our hope that today's study will encourage you to grow deeply in your relationship with God as we study the Word together. Now let's join West for today's study. Today our topic is doing God's work. And this topic is not going to be at all what you are more than likely thinking from the title. No, this isn't about doing work God has asked us to do for Him. Rather, it is the work we do for God in our lives. In other words, not letting God do what only He can do for us in our life. Simplified one step further, trying to fix ourselves, our problems and our life struggles and pain. And no better way to start this topic than by getting really real and really blunt. So here it is. We absolutely stink at fixing ourselves. Proof. Because if we were any good at it, even marginally decent at fixing ourselves, we would never have the need to seek help for our issues. After all, we could just fix ourselves. Be forewarned, this analogy and the remainder of this study I know will irk some of you, and I'm more than okay with that. As I have said before, I have no hang-ups if what I say gets under people's skin, but only if I am always backing everything up with God's word. And with that, I don't have to worry if anyone dislikes what I say, because at that point, it is strictly between that person and God, and I have successfully done my job as a messenger for him. So here it goes. If you are trying to fix yourself right now, ultimately doing what only God can do through self-help, self-improvement, you are not seeking God and you will never be set free from the thorn in your flesh that which you require help and assistance on in your life. That thing that is eating you alive and causing you misery, perhaps both physically and mentally. Now let's go immediately to God's word and get his opinion on the matter of self-help. And our first passage of scripture that we will look at is Matthew 6:33, and it says, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things will be added to you. Did we hear that? Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and then, and only then, will the things be taken care of according to God's wisdom and his timing in our lives. Notice it does not say even hint at seeking self or seeking others who think they know about pointing us back to ourself. At this point, it is important to note that we absolutely do need others' help in good times and in bad friends to talk with, doctors to hopefully discover what is causing an issue perhaps in our bodies, etc. But once again, this never points us to fixing self. And if you turn to a self-help guru, for example, you are turning to someone else for help. And by following the guru's advice, you are ultimately agreeing they have the help you need. Have the past two years of COVID not proven that we know so little and have so little control? Even with all of our intellect, intelligence, and technology, we know so very little about ourselves. And yet we are so arrogant to think we can turn to self to help self, or turn to one another and wildly assume the world knows us better than God. And we have clearly seen in just one passage that it is not the direction God expects of us to go. Again, how long have you been trying to help self, and what have your results been? I ask regularly of those I teach and counsel, how many are here to help yourself? And many hands go up. I then ask a follow-up question. 
If you are here to help yourself, why are you here? If you are just going to do what you have always been doing all along anyway. By stating you are here to help yourself, you have fully indicated that you are not here to receive help. You can't have it both ways. Either you are here to get help or you are here to help yourself. So which direction will you choose? The next question I ask is, how long have you been trying to help yourself? And the common answer to that is years, decades. And to that I respond, then evidently you are really not qualified or capable to help yourself. If you have not succeeded at what you have been attempting to do for years and decades, then I think you should fire you from that job and let someone who knows what they are doing take over. I don't know about you, but I would never keep an employee working for me who had zero or very little success at best doing their job, especially after years or decades. And you know, if you were that employee who had very little success, if any, you would more than likely expect to be fired from your job. And that is a considerably worldly view of self-help, but let's keep looking at God's word on this, and we see again who we are to seek, and it is not self. First Chronicles 16.11 says, Seek the Lord and his strength. Seek his presence continually. Seek the Lord, his strength, nonstop, all day, not who? Not self. Moving on. Matthew eleven twenty eight through 30 says, Come to me, all who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. And we hear it again, Come to me, Jesus, when you are a wreck and exhausted, and I'll take care of you. Again, this does not negate the fact that sometimes we do need to get help from another fellow human being. It is, however, acknowledging God for the ultimate help and guidance to the right people for the right answers at the right time and to receive that help with thanksgiving, joy, and praise to God for allowing and providing the help for us. Continuing with Matthew 7, 7 through 12, ask and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and it will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives, and the one who seeks finds, and to the one who knocks it will be opened. Or which one of you, if his son asks him for bread, will give him a stone? Or if he asks for a fish, will give him a serpent? If you then, who are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father who is in heaven Give good things to those who ask Him. Aren't these passages awesome? Isn't it great to know we have someone, God, to turn to at a moment's notice and one who is willing and capable and knows exactly how and when to fix us? Or even better, let us remain in our current state so that we can grow closer to Him. Consider this next passage, 1 Peter 5, 7. And we just discussed this in the last topic on anxiety. It says, casting all your anxieties on him because he cares for you. Cast all your difficulties, stresses, struggles, worries, fears, problems, difficulties on God, not on yourself, to somehow fix self from your problems. 
And going further on this, God knows it is not always good to be relieved from the place or situation we are in. Because as I just said, oftentimes we need to stay right where we are to grow and grow properly. And isn't that the best part of struggling and being where we don't want to be is when we come out the other end of a struggle and are 10 times better. Helping ourselves and self-help gurus can't do that. And why? Because the only agenda we have and they have is to get us out of our dilemma as fast as possible. If you have ever read a self-help book, I'm quite certain you have never seen one that says, I strongly recommend remaining in the place you are at for a while longer in order to discover the benefits of your struggle. And why? Because no one would buy that book. No one would seek that guru. After all, you are only seeking answers to get out from under what you don't want or think you deserve. Ask yourself this question. Who in the entirety of scripture do you read about that engaged in self-help with one ounce of success? David, no. Paul, no. Job, no. But read about everyone that turned to self and each other for help, and they seem to not have a very good outcome. Proof, Ecclesiastes 3.1, for everything there is a season and a time for every matter under the sun. Well, that's clear. Things take time and have to run their course, and there is a season and a God-given reason for everything and with everyone. Continuing with Isaiah 40:31, but they who wait for the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. This is a real good one. Those who wait on the Lord, great word here, wait. Only those who wait on the who? Lord, not self, will renew their strength and mount up with wings like eagles. They'll run, not tire, walk and not faint. That sounds like awesome help, powerful help, amazing help, and help that self and no one else on the planet can do for us. And what about this? Proverbs 3, 5 through 6 says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart, and do not lean on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge Him, and He will make straight your paths. Trust who? Self or self-help? No, not even close. Trust in the Lord. How much? With all your heart. And seek your own self, your own understanding. No, not in the slightest way. Do not lean on your own understanding. This is so, so clear that we are not to seek self-help or anyone else who thinks they have the answers to self-help us. Let's keep looking at the passage and it goes on to say, in all your ways, acknowledge him, who, God, and he, God, will make your paths straight. He, God, will help you be exactly where you need to be for exactly the right amount of time. Let's keep going. Back to Ecclesiastes 8.6. For there is a time and a way for everything, although man's trouble lies heavy on him. Isn't this compelling evidence from God? There is a time and a way for everything, even when we feel we are being beaten down and want out of the situation or place. Continuing Psalm 27.14. Wait for the Lord. Be strong and let your heart take courage. Wait for the Lord. Again, not turning to self, but once again, waiting on God for results. 
Now that we have the core of our topic nailed down, let's take a look at what God has to say about the gurus we so easily and often get wrapped up in because they sound so reasonable about how we should and need to live out our lives better. After all, we are here on earth, and even if they aren't exactly Christians, can I still listen to them and take some good away from what they're saying? Because it certainly can't hurt me if I just do better. Well, let's see what God thinks about all that. As you noticed, I have been using the word guru throughout this message, and that is because most who dabble in self-help as a job are often called and call themselves gurus. So let's quickly look at the definition of guru. A personal religious teacher and spiritual guide. A teacher and especially intellectual guide in matters of fundamental concern. One who is an acknowledged leader or chief proponent. A personal religious teacher and spiritual guide. Wow, that's interesting and quite profound right off the cuff. That sounds like someone to steer clear of because that is God's job. And who are some of the most famous self-help gurus? Here's a partial list according to The Guardian. Eckhart Tolle, Richard Carlson, Seneca the Stoic, Barbara Scher, John Kabat-Zinn, Tony Robbins, and David Burns. What fascinated me while doing the research on this was when I looked up self-help gurus in Google, almost an equal number of results turned up with who the supposed gurus were as are self-help gurus frauds. I think that's rather interesting. So now that we have the definition of a guru and a list of the world's leading self-help gurus, let's see what God has to say about all this. 2 Timothy 4, 3-4 For the time is coming when people will not endure sound teaching, but have itching ears. They will accumulate for themselves teachers to suit their own passions and will turn away from listening to the truth and wander off into myths. That sounds like one who engages in self-help with the guidance of a self-help guru. It sounds like much of our society today, does it not? It sounds potentially even like many who claim Christ and go to church and read their Bibles and pray. It might even include someone listening to this message. This is incredibly powerful language from God. This carries immense weight in everything we engage in and listen to in an attempt to help ourselves become better people more productive people and supposedly smarter people. Let's look at yet another very similar passage and that's Matthew 24, 24. For false Christs and false prophets will arise and perform great signs and wonders so as to lead astray, if possible, even the elect. Another very convicting reality from God's word, letting the believer, the elect know that there will be plenty of gurus who will absolutely appear to have the right way to live to learn, to be, in order to lead happy, healthy, and productive lives outside of God. And if possible, even the believer could be deceived by these people. That's quite a warning. Here's another compelling message. 2 Peter 2, 1 through 3. But false prophets also arose among the people, just as there will be false teachers among you, who will secretly bring in destructive heresies, even denying the master who bought them, bringing upon themselves swift destruction. And many will follow their sensuality, and because of them the way of truth will be blasphemed. And in their greed they will exploit you with false words. Their condemnation from long ago is not idle, and their destruction is not asleep. 
And let's conclude on this passage, Romans 16, 17. I appeal to you, brothers, to watch out for those who cause divisions and create obstacles contrary to the doctrine that you have been taught. Avoid them. Did you hear that? Watch out for anyone not pointing you to God and avoid them. Let's start living God-honoring lives by walking away from self and others who claim to know how to fix self. Let God do His work in your life and reject doing the work that only God can do for you. Relax and let God take care of you. Let's pray. Thank you, God, for your amazing word to us. Thank you for speaking to us so bluntly and sincerely in order that we might grow deep in you. Help every one of us who is desperate to get out of our time of struggle to accept and acknowledge exactly what you are allowing for our good. Press on us the dangerous realities of when we take control of our own lives and feebly attempt to do what only you are capable of doing. Help us to see those who we seek out for help outside of you and keep us from the temptation of following anyone but you. And we ask this in the name of the one and only teacher and Savior, Jesus Christ. If you are joining us by podcast, please visit our website at faceyourfaith.com for more information and resources. Thank you.